Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Tuesday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the O oh, the Pain podcast. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. And the Joe Beningo the Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and by DraftKings. And don't forget, Friday night, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. I say that very facetiously. And we should have a a great turnout there. Mike Jones and everybody, TJ will be ready to roll. Uh, here is going to be a big turnout. Uh, even even Joey T's making appearance. No, not with his girlfriend or whatever. But uh, Joey T <laughs> Joey T apparently will be there with Kenny. So uh, there you go. So we're looking for a, a big turnout. John Jastrzemski will be uh, my guest host, and it should be an interesting night around seven seven fifteen seven thirty ish whatever that uh, time is, but check it out this Friday, January 26th, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. So before we get into the AFC Championship games coming up on Sunday and breaking down a little bit of divisional weekend and all of that stuff, you know, the Hall of Fame voting is today too. Let me just quickly say something about the Hall of Fame. You know, give me a break. Until you put the all-time home run leader in, Barry Bonds, the all-time hits leader in, Pete Rose, the guy who's won more Cy Youngs than anybody in the history of baseball, who I hate more than anybody, but still, Roger Clemens, until you put these guys in the Hall of Fame, don't talk to me about the Hall of Fame, okay? You know, don't don't try to compare. I mean, really, I hate to say this, but it's so true. Don't really, don't, don't try to compare guys like Billy Wagner, you know, Scott Rowland, who's already in, what a joke that is, you know. Don't try to compare these kind of guys, you know, Todd Helton, these guys that are, you know, marginal at best Hall of Famers, right? Even Carlos Beltran, okay? Marginal at best Hall of Famers to the all-time greats that ever played who are not in the Hall of Fame. You know, you could even throw A-Rod in there. You could throw Manny Ramirez in there. We could go right on down the line. You could throw Sammy Sosa in there. You could throw Mark McGuire in there. We could go, we could go on for days with this stuff, you know, as far as, you know, the guy, the, the cheaters, if you will, of course, because all the baseball writers all live on that moral high ground that I could only, you know, uh, possibly, you know, never really ascend to. Cause I'm, you know, I'm down here. I'm one of those Kmart shoppers down here, but, but whatever, <laughs> I need a ladder to get up there. That's right. My wife said no doubt. So until you put these kind of people in all of fame, yeah, don't talk to me about Billy Wagner, okay? I had to throw that in there. Now, 
before we get to the to the football and the, the conference championships coming up and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I had, yesterday, last couple of days have been brutal. I, I was sick Friday. Last Friday I got sick, right? I was in bed all day. It was a disaster. I mean, you know, I got the chills at 3 o'clock in the morning. I had bad reflux. If anybody that gets acid reflux knows, you know, you get it bad. I mean, it's, it's like you had, you know, you ate. It, it, all of a sudden your last four meals came back up into your throat. So, okay, so you know what I'm talking about, if you've ever had that, all right? And then I got sick as a dog. I was in bed all day Friday. I came back a little bit Saturday. I was able to do the Saturday morning show on the fan and all of that, right? So I I was a lot better, no doubt about it. Still haven't gone back out to do my walks yet. We're getting there. We're closing in on that. But yesterday was one of those days where it was just a traumatic day. You know, we were slated to bring my two my two just beloved cats, Iggy and Dante, to the to the vet for their checkup. It's been a while since they had a checkup. They're both thriving. They're both doing great. But you still, you know, you got to bring them for a checkup. All right. Wellness checkup. A wellness checkup, as my wife points out. Which, by the way, if you bring your cat or your dog for the wellness checkup, get ready to take out a small loan to pay for it. By the way, <laughs> let's not <laughs> let's not forget that. But anyway. So anyway, so you get up. So I'm a nervous wreck to begin with because I hate this. I mean, I would almost rather go to the emergency room at Hackensack Hospital, which is, you know, as bad. There is very few things worse than that. I mean, that is like the low of the low. You can't get lower than having to go there. You know, if you're going to Hackensack, Hackensack Emergency Room, you better be out. You know, you, that, you don't know you're going there because it is a disaster. <laughs> You know, by the time after you sit there for an hour and you're still waiting to get taken in, all of a sudden, you know what? You say, you know, I think I feel a lot better. Let's go home. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway, so that's very close to, to, to us having to, especially me, having to take the cats in to go to the, to the vet. All right. So we had like a 2 o'clock, 2.30 appointment in the afternoon. My wife brings up the cases that we take, the, ta- the carriers we, we use to take the cats out. So she, we bring them, bring them up, right? And my one cat, Dante, immediately goes in there. Like he's in there, and he's hanging in there, right? Sound asleep. asleep in this thing for hours. Hours. All right. So we're closing in on the time to go there. I'm flipping out. You know, uh, I'm talking to my daughter Erin. She says, "Well, you should sing. Maybe you'll feel better." So I did. I did not feel a lot better. You know, I did one. Of the, I did the great Brooke Benton song, Rainy Night in Georgia, which, by the way, I do pretty well, if I do say so myself. But nevertheless, we won't do it here. But but nevertheless, right? So the time is closing in. Dante's still in the case. I mean, we're about 15 minutes away from taking the guys. Dante's still in the case. Iggy's passed out on the bed. All right. All right. The moment of truth has arrived. Okay. Or it closes in. About 10 minutes before we're ready to leave, of course, Dante now comes out of the freaking carrier. Of course he does, right? Of course. So now we're starting, you know, I'm starting to break out into a cold sweat. You know, you got to do, oh my God. My wife, even my wife is getting a little shaky. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you know, you, you need Valium to do this. So anyway, you really need more than that, but whatever. So, so now Dante's out of the carrier. So what we do, so Terry gets the other carrier, and she's able to put Iggy into the carrier. So he's in now, and he's closed up, ready to go. All right. Now we got to go get Dante. 
And Dante is like re- sensing that something's not, not too kosher here. Terry picks up Dante, and we almost have him in the carrier, right? Almost in. And, and Mike, Mike goes, no, no, he's upside down. So, you know, so that moment, he jumps out. So he's gone. Now now he's hiding under the bed. So we we, we made, a, we made a, a critical decision. I said, look, babe, here's what we're going to do. You take Iggy. You take Iggy. I'll stay home with Dante because Dante can't be left alone. He's never been alone ever. You know, when he's alone, he's alone with his brother. So his brother's going to the doctor. I'm staying home with Dante. So that's how it played out. Wound up taking Iggy to the doctor. Everything, thank God, went well. Dante was okay with me at home. You know, I kept trying to love him up so he wouldn't be missing his brother, although you could tell he was looking for his brother a little bit. So everything finally worked out well. So we're all happy about that. Except I had the stressful drive. Well, you had the stressful drive, but I also had a stressful because I was worried about Dante flipping out that his brother wasn't there. Of course. So there was stress everywhere here. There was stress everywhere everywhere all right so finally terry gets back everything's good beautiful just to let you know the checkup for my beloved iggy was only okay you know, I, only, I only had to take out a small loan it was only 480 dollars 480 dollars the price of my endoscopy okay is about 150 dollars less just to <laughs> let you know okay $480 for a checkup for my cat, right? Think about that. And I know anybody that has pets understands what I'm talking about. I mean, it is ridiculous when you take one of your pets to a vet. Now, we have insurance. We pay monthly insurance, this, this company called Trupanion. I pay like, you know, I don't know, 90-something bucks a month for it, right? But it's only good if you're taking, the, you know, your animal to get some kind of surgery or something, uh, you know, God forbid they're on their deathbed and then they'll pay for it. And of course, you know, they got, you know, you pay and then they reimburse you, of course. <clears throat> so anyway, 480, think about this guys, 480 bucks for my beloved cat Iggy to get a, a physical, a checkup, whatever you want to call it at the vet. Unfreaking believable. And, and he's 12 pounds, and he's we love him. He's beautiful, all of that. So Dante got away with murder. He didn't have to go. So we'll see when we can get him going the next time. But whatever. But it was a stressful day. Thank God it's over. Oh, my God. Really, just, you know, if you got a dog, it's a lot different. Because a dog, you can just put the dog in the car. Let's go, you know. Dog comes with you outside, goes right in the car. He's got his head out the window. He doesn't know what's happening. You know, he's good. Cats are a whole different ball game. Whole different ballgame. But anyway, oh, so there you go. So that was over. Thank God that was done. And we all survived. I'm still alive, barely. You know, <laughs> my wife, too. You know, my stomach is, you know, probably uh, lost a couple more notches to it. But anyway. All right. Now let's get to the sports. The, uh, the AFC Championship and NFC Championship game coming up. The defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs in Baltimore to play the Ravens on Sunday in just a, a as sexy a game as you could possibly want. <clears throat> and then in the NFC, the Detroit Lions trying to get to the Super Bowl for the first time in their history uh, in San Francisco to play everybody's favorite, the San Francisco 49ers, who were very fortunate on Saturday night to survive against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they were, they were 
very lucky to pull that game out in the rain in Santa Clara. Uh, big game-winning drive late by Brock Purdy uh, to give the Niners the lead. Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown to give him the lead. And then on the final drive for the Packers, Jordan Love threw a bad interception. Trey Greenlaw got the second of his two picks in the game to seal the win for San Francisco. So the Niners uh, go to their third straight NFC Championship game, and they are looking to get – they have not been to the Super Bowl. You got to go all the way back to 2012, the last time they were there. Remember, they lost to the Ravens. And wouldn't it be something if both – if the next time they're there – uh, that they're playing the Ravens again. It's certainly those two are the favorites uh, going into the games on uh, on Sunday afternoon. But just to break down the weekend, obviously Baltimore winds up blowing out the upstart Houston Texans. The game was 10-10 at halftime. Houston had a punt return for a touchdown to tie the game. And then the Ravens came out and just blew their doors off in the second half. Lamar Jackson had a monster game. Uh, threw two touchdown passes, ran for two, ran for 100 yards in the game and all of that. If you're going to beat the Baltimore Ravens, you have to stop Lamar Jackson from killing you running the football. To me, that's the bottom line. We know how good he is. He's going to be the MVP in the league. I get it, all of that. He's already won one. He's going to win another one. But what makes him great is not his ability to sit in the pocket and beat you it's his ability to get out of the pocket and run. And once he gets into the open field, I mean, he's as good as anybody we've ever seen running the football. And to me, that's the key to the game now for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Steve Spagnola needs to somehow, some way, find a way to keep Jackson in the pocket and keep him from getting out and killing them running the football. To me, that's really the biggest key in the game. It really is. It really is. Now, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, look, Kansas City showed you why they are a championship team, why they're the defending champions, why they've been to the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. Um, They did what they had to do against Buffalo. You know, Josh Allen's great. Look, there's no doubt about the greatness of Josh Allen. But we saw on Sunday, you know, Buffalo now has become a team that can run the football. James Cook had a tremendous game. Even Ty Johnson, the former Jet, ran the ball well. Allen ran it well. But they couldn't throw the ball down the field. To me, that's that was the big story in the game against the Chiefs. The inability to throw the ball down the field successfully. There was a bunch of drops. Maybe the biggest drop in the game, that long bomb that Allen threw in the fourth, fourth quarter that hit Stephon Diggs in the hands. And Diggs is not the same guy anymore. Hit Stephon Diggs in the hands and he dropped it. I thought that was one of the biggest plays in the game. And then later on in the final drive, before Bass missed the field goal, everybody talks about Bass missing the field goal, but you got that drop by by Diggs. And there was also a play where Allen had Khalil Shakir wide open in the back of the end zone and just totally underthrew it. Now, it looked like his arm might have got hit by Chris Jones, but Allen said it wasn't. He, He didn't get hit. He just made a bad throw, and it was a terrible throw. I mean, it was like a four-hopper that missed Shakir by 15 yards. And I thought that was one of the big keys to this game, the inability of the Buffalo Bills to throw the ball down the field. Now, they also were banged up defensively. They lost a couple of players during the game as well. Uh, They were missing guys coming into the game. I thought that was a factor. It still comes down in the last minute and 40 seconds to Tyler Bass missing that 44-yard uh, field goal, ride white, ride white, 
wide, wide, wide right. Let me get that right. I'm still shaky from yesterday. Wide right. Very much similar to Scott Norwood in the Super Bowl, you know, back in uh, January of 91 against the Giants that we all remember down in Tampa. You know, it came down to that. But, you know, even if he made that field goal, the Chiefs had a minute and 30 seconds. I think they had a couple timeouts left to still come down and win the game when all they need is a field goal. You'd think that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to go down the field and pull that game out? Probably he would have. So even if, if Bash makes that field goal, I still think there was a very good chance the Chiefs wind up winning the game in regulation. But, hey, look, uh, Mahomes had a tremendous game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco has become one of the best running backs in football. We all talk about how he runs angry, and God knows that's the truth. And Travis Kelsey, who's really had kind of a pedestrian year, he had only scored one touchdown, I believe, in his last eight games or something like that. Well, in the biggest game of the year, he came up huge. Two touchdown catches for Kelsey in the game in front of his girlfriend up there, Taylor Swift, with, you know, the whole contingency. It's getting very nauseating seeing her up there with Mahomes' wife and (laughs) – And uh, Mrs. Kelsey, even how about Jason Kelsey, his brother, who just now retired from the Eagles after they got whacked in the playoff game by Tampa. Kelsey's up there with the with the whole group. He's up there after the Chiefs scored a touchdown. His brother scored one of the touchdowns with his shirt off. Right. He was he had to be bombed. I'm sure he had a few. And uh, he looked Jason Kelsey looks like the kind of guy that could drink like a uh, a uh, a 12 pack. And still not even get a buzz. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, so, but he was up there with his shirt off and all that. But Travis Kelsey really picked up his game. And I'll tell you right now, I think the Chiefs got a little bit of a, a chip on their shoulder. You know, they go into this game now. They went into this game last week. Everybody was talking about, well, you know, Mahomes has never played a playoff game on the road outside of the, you know, the neutral site Super Bowls and all of that. I know when the one was in Tampa, when they lost to Tampa, but. Still, it's considered a uh, a neutral site. But anyway, so he'd never been played a playoff game on the road, and he heard that all week. And I think that was a big deal. I think that the Chiefs had a big chip on their shoulder going into Buffalo, you know, hearing about that. And I think they are hearing now that they're not the same team. You know, they had issues during the year. You know, all the drop passes, uh, you know, on and on and on. You know, they become this more of a defensive football team. The defense, by the way, really rubbed it up in the second half. Give Spagnola credit for that. And, you know, the whole thing, right? And I think they're ready. I think they're going to uh, really shock everybody. They're a three-and-a-half-point underdog going into Baltimore Sunday. I like the Chiefs. I really do. I think they're playing with chips on the shoulder now. I think Mahomes is saying, hey, wait a minute. We're the world champions. Everybody's basically was bequeathing that game to Buffalo because the game was in Buffalo. Everybody's going to be bequeathing this game to the Ravens, all Lamar and the great Raven defense, you know, uh, Raquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton and all of that, right? And I'm telling you, man, I, I really like the Chiefs in this game. And don't be – and I think this too. Now, getting back to Travis Kelsey, we all know Travis Kelsey, just like his brother Jason – is a first ballot walk-in Hall of Famer. He's one of the great tight ends of all time. He's had a phenomenal career. You know, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and by the way, Mahomes and Kelsey now hold the record for most touchdown passes by a duo in playoff history with 16. They went past Brady and Gronkowski in the game against Buffalo on Sunday. 
And so they have the all-time record. I think that before that, it was Montana and Jerry Rice. So you're talking about all Hall of Famers here, no doubt. But so they have that record now. Don't be surprised if they add to it before all is said and done. I think the Chiefs go into this game with a massive chip on their shoulder. And don't be surprised, as I said, uh, Travis Kelsey, his brother's retired. Travis Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the great tight ends of all time. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been to three. Now he's with Taylor Swift. Don't be surprised if when all this, he's got all, by the way, I was reading too, he's got all these big opportunities, all these big corporations, you know, want him to, you know, uh, be a, uh, a, a, a salesman, do some sales pitch for their corporations. So he's got a chance to make a ton of money off the field. I think whenever it ends for the Chiefs, Kelsey retires. That's my thought. That's just a prediction I'm making. I think that's going to happen. And I think that fuels him even more and fuels the team even more to go out and get to and win another Super Bowl. So give me the Chiefs getting three. I'm going to make the predictions now because I probably won't. I guess J.J. and I will make them on Friday night again. But I'm taking the Chiefs laying at three and a half. I think they're going back into the bowl, and I think they're going to win it, whether it's the Lions or the uh, San Francisco 49ers, but that's just me. And again, the key to the game, key, you have to slow down Lamar Jackson running the ball. To me, that's it. If you can shut him down somehow, if Spagnola can, you know, and Chris Jones and Carl Loftus and Ladarius Sneed and Willie Gay and, you know, Nick Bolton and all these guys on the chief defense, which has had a great year, if they can slow down Jackson and, dare I say, keep him in the pocket, I love the Chiefs in this game. And I think that's the key to the game. Now, let's get our uh, sponsors in here before we get to the Lions and the 49ers. I mentioned this already, the Hackensack Brewing Company, the live podcast coming up Friday night. It should be a big turnout. Uh, uh, Mike Jones is going to have a food truck there and all of that for everybody. You know the deal, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4. And beautiful, as I always say, who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? And that costs, you know, the money, you know, buying a house in Jersey now costs just about as much as going to the uh, uh, the vet to pay for your uh, your pet's uh, checkup. It's like in the same vein. But anyway, tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 on uh, Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check it out. We'll be there, myself and John Yastrzemski, Friday night. Should be a great night. Should be a great turnout. Uh, my son Johnny will be there as well. But you can check him out at the uh, Anita Discount Tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. If you need anything done for your car, if you need tires, you need your car inspector, whatever you need, go see them at Anita Discount Tire. Tell them I sent you. They will take care of you, his, bro- his boss, Harry, and everybody over there. Uh, check out Johnny and company at Anita Discount Tire. And of course, DraftKings, you want to bet on the championship games this week? You like the Chiefs getting three and a half? You like the uh, Lions getting seven, which I do on uh, Sunday uh, afternoon into Sunday evening, then the only way to go is DraftKings. Maybe make a little two-team parlay. Maybe do a little tease. Whatever you want to do. DraftKings is the way to go. So uh, check it out. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, um, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, it's 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY, 467 Three six nine. Now, 
The NFC Championship game, the Niners were very fortunate to pull that game out against Green Bay. Uh, the Lions looked pretty impressive in beating Tampa 31-23. The Bucks hung in there with them. Baker Mayfield, by the way, and I'm going to say this again. And you know I'm not just saying this now. I said this months ago. I would have <clears throat> – the Jets should have signed Baker Mayfield. Forget about Aaron Rodgers and all the drama and all the nonsense. And believe me, the drama is only beginning. We'll see what happens next year. Baker Mayfield was the guy. And you saw the job he did with Tampa this year, winning the division. Now, I know the division wasn't great, but they won it. They win a playoff game, and they were right in that game with the Lions all the way. And I'll tell you, I thought Mayfield played a great game. I knew he threw a couple picks. The one pick early in the game was Mike Evans hit him in the hands. He should have had it. The second pick was on the final drive of the game with the Bucs trying to, you know, get the tying touchdown downs 31-23. And uh, uh, Derek Barnes made a great play to seal the game with that interception for Detroit. But I like Detroit. And I'm telling you, Jared Goff's been terrific. <clears throat> you got to love Amon, however you say his name, uh, Ross St. Brown, who's one of the uh, best receivers in football. He made all pro, and there's a reason for that. They got one of the top tight ends in the game in Sam Laporta. They got an outstanding offensive line led by Panay Sewell. And I, li- I think the Lions are a live dog here against San Francisco. And I think a couple things, too, about these two games coming up. All right? Like I said, Jared Goff's been great. Before we even get to that, boy, how how much – and I feel great for the people of Detroit. They've never been to a Super Bowl. They haven't been to a, an NFC title game since the 1991 season, and they got killed in that game by Washington in Washington. They haven't had an NFL title since 57. Boy, you felt good for those people. And as I'm watching the Lion fans on Sunday getting ready to go to the NFC title game, I can only think what it would be like for us Jet fans to have that moment when we know not only we're going to the AFC title game, but the moment when we know we're going to the Super Bowl. Can we have that again? Can I see that again before I hit, you know, before the end comes? And it's coming fast. <laughs> before the oh, end comes? Stop it. Well, it is. I mean, no. look, look, as I always say, I'm 70 years old. Let's be honest. I'm closer to the end than the beginning. But with that said, oh. uh, my wife gets nuts. But with that said, with that said, can we see that, guys? How about it, guys? Tommy, Kenny, right? Joey, everybody. My other buddy, Joey Jet, all Ira, all the big Jet fans. Fireman Ed, everybody. Wouldn't we love to see this? Can we see it one more time? Can I have the can we have that moment, right? Flegelman, Rosie, all the Jet fans. Can we see that? Big Zoo, can we get that one more time? <clears throat> At least one more. And I don't see it coming anytime soon, no matter what the situation is next year, but we can only pray. But whatever. But I feel good for the Lion fans, and I'm rooting for them. They're getting seven. I think they're really a live dog. And remember this, the pressure in this game, in these games, are on the two home teams, the two number one seeds. The pressure's on the Ravens here. Lamar Jackson's got to to get to a Super Bowl now. Let's be honest about it. There's no pressure on the Chiefs. They're the defending champions. The pressure's all on the other team. Now, the Chiefs got a big chip on their shoulder, right, to prove that not only did they win one road game, but they can win a championship game on the road, too, to get back to the Super Bowl. So uh, that's a big factor. And the same thing with the Lions, man. The Lions are playing with house money, big time. The pressure's on the Niners. This is their third straight year that Kyle Shanahan's had his team in the NFC Championship game, and they've lost the last two. 
Remember, they lost to the Rams two years ago. They lost to the Eagles last year. They were in the Super Bowl uh, at the end of the 2019 season and lost uh, to the Chiefs in that game as well. So, you know, they're looking to get that championship, and we'll see. Maybe the, maybe the bloom comes off the Brock Purdy rose in this game. Maybe it does, because let's be honest about this. You can say whatever you want about Brock Purdy. You tell me who's, who's a better quarterback, Jared Goff or Brock Purdy. I'll take Goff every day of the week. So I, I, I'm telling you, I think these two games are going to be absolutely tremendous. Uh, and I'm taking the two underdogs. I mean, I'm giving the picks right now. Give me the Chiefs laying three, getting three and a half in Baltimore. Give me the Lions getting seven in Santa Clara against the 49ers, right? And I'm pumped up for these games on Sunday. Now, the one negative, and it's a big negative, is that this is it for the football season. And there is, if you are a football fan like me, and I know I speak for a lot of people in America and everybody who loves the NFL, loves the football, and all of that. Remember, last night was the first time since, you know, back in the summer that we did not have a football game on Monday night. First time since back in the summer. And this Saturday will be the first time since before the beginning of the college season back in the summer that we don't have a football game on Saturday. Okay? So keep that in mind. As you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs on Saturday, watching, you know, St. John's play, I don't know, Providence. You know what I'm saying? You know, Baylor play Texas in, in college football and basketball. Or, you know, you're watching the uh, the women play. You're watching uh, Caitlin Clark in Iowa uh, play uh, Indiana or something like that. I actually, I, it's funny. I actually have more. To me, the women's game now is actually more appealing than the men. How crazy is that? It really is. But anyway, I digress. But just keep that in mind, all you football fans out there, that as we watch these games Sunday, the NFL season is slowly melting away. Now, we do have still all the coaching carousel. Where's Belichick going to wind up? Where's Vrabel going to wind up? Who's going to coach Washington? Where's Harbaugh going? Is he staying at Michigan? Is he going to the Chargers? Is he going to Atlanta? You still have all of that going on, right? So there's a lot of different machinations. By the way, don't be surprised if Wink Martindale winds up as the defensive coordinator with the Eagles, Giant fans. I'm sure they'll be happy about that. But uh, that's the rumor, at least right now. But anyway, all right, look, we're looking forward to seeing you on Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Remember, uh, about 7.15 in that. John Jastrzemski will be with me. It should be a big turnout. The food truck will be there. So don't have to worry about that. Looking forward to seeing you there. Everybody have a great rest of your week. And uh, as I always say to everybody, all the love. God bless you, everybody.